Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Thursday, December 14th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We'll start out talking about Aquaman. James Wan discussed with Entertainment Weekly about the villains in his film. And he uh, he doesn't want everybody to think there's a lot uh, because we know there is Ocean Master, Yaya Abdul-Mateen's Black Manta, and Dolph Lundgren's King Nereus, and they are all Aquaman villains in the comics. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they'll all be villains in this film. So he said, this is what I'll say. I don't have three villains. I think that's ridiculous. I would never go into an origin movie with three villains. We don't even know the main character, let alone the world and its antagonist. I believe in taking baby, baby steps. Uh, we know Black Manta is in there, but I will say this. Patrick Wilson is the main antagonist in this film. I wouldn't necessarily say villain, but he's the antagonist. I like that it's not Ocean Master. I like that Patrick Wilson is going to be the antagonist. Um, he's always seemed like a nice guy to me, but I guess he will be the antagonist. Yeah, he seems like a, a nice guy who always has a big smile on his face and um, does nice things. But it's interesting that he's he's not going to necessarily say villain about him. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it makes total sense that there's not three villains. Well, dumb jokes aside, I think that um, right. it, it, it just points that I'm guessing he will be the main antagonist. And that means he won't necessarily be a mustache twirling villain who thinks, you know, who's just destroy. I think it'll be, it'll be, all, you know, a little bit of a philosophical battle between Arthur and Orm or about what they should do with the surface world if it involves that and so he might not seem like you know to some he might not be the villain to himself he won't be the villain i think that's what that means that antagonist means but um i'm curious i'm curious what black manta's role is in that maybe he is working with ocean master or maybe he's just sort of there in the background and potentially uh for a larger role later i'm really curious to see how that fits in yeah i think I think that would be a, a good setup to have too is kind of these two opposing sides and you know black manta ends up on Orm's side and we get to see him sort of fighting against the people that Aquaman has convinced that he has the right way to deal with things. Yeah. And I, I'm, but you know, with, with Patrick Wilson's character being the antagonist, I think that sets up a really cool uh, battle between the two for the, the throne, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I always think it's kind of ridiculous how I know a lot of people get up in arms like, Oh, there's so many characters or, you know, you should focus on one hero and one villain or something like that. And I, I, I think you know, like anything else, it, it depends how it's executed. Um, because I always, I always look back, Wonder Woman had three villains. Right. Um, now you, you can say they weren't the main antagonist of the film or whatever, but there's Dr. Poison, General Ludendorff and Ares. I always forget how many are in Batman Begins. I have to look it up. <laughs> and, and these are obviously not all villains in the film, but there's Ra's al Ghul. That's how it's pronounced in that. Uh, Scarecrow, Carmine Falcone, Joe Chill, and Victor Zaz. Obviously, you know, a couple of those roles are really small, but it just shows there are five classic Batman villains in the film. All make sense within the story, um, but they're obviously not all the main antagonists. So I think you can do a lot of characters if it makes sense within the story. Um, but I, I do like that there is one main antagonist. Yeah, one main antagonist and one main hero, and we get to really kind of see them butt heads. And like you said, it's I, I think it would be cool to kind of have like this battle of different philosophies about how to deal with something. So, Next up, Colton Haynes is set to return to Arrow as Roy Harper in season six. Uh, we haven't seen his character since season four, but he will be coming back for a short arc starting in episode 15 of season six. 
Uh, so executive producer Mark Guggenheim said that Roy's arc will be something surprising when he reunites with Thea and sparks a change in both of their lives that will have long-lasting consequences. <laughs> that that seems to like kind of spell out what everything is about, <laughs> but uh, I think the show has definitely been missing backflips, and more importantly, Roy. Uh, I I miss almost everything from <laughs> yeah. all the characters and everything from the first couple seasons of Arrow. Roy's a big part of that, so I'm I'm glad to have him back catching and on what he's up to now, and I want to see more from him and, and what he's doing. But that that quote there kind of makes it seem like, I mean, I, if they don't sort of go off in the sunset together, I would be shocked. I don't, uh, you know, that's kind of a weird, very specific quote. But yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like specific, but it's also kind of vague at the same time. It just says long lasting effect, long lasting consequences. And that yeah. could be any number of things. But yeah, I I think writing off into the sunset would be a great way to, I don't want to say get rid of these characters, but to give them a nice send off. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of these characters. I want to see more from them. But um, if they don't, if they don't want to be, have big roles going forward, then yeah. I wouldn't mind them having a happy ending and then maybe checking up on them again down the line somewhere. Yeah. I, I wonder how he will come back. I wonder if we'll see like what what his reintroduction actually looks like on the show i i'm assuming he's not just going to be walking around they're like oh hey roy we haven't seen you in a while yeah, what are you doing here <laughs> right? yeah i don't i don't know um it's a good point travis guessed that it could be tied into the kid and james storyline yeah uh, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if it was something like that and led that way but whatever it is i'm glad to see roy back yeah uh in other returning character news jonathan shesh is going to return to Legends of Tomorrow as Jonah Hex in season three. Uh, he had an interview with Inverse, and that's basically all he says. He doesn't know how long he'll be back for, how many episodes, or anything like that. Uh, so it's it's kind of funny. He's like, I haven't read the script or anything. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. But uh, he uh, he has done one episode in each of the last two seasons, so I would guess it might be that again, where the Legends visit the Old West. He previously was in episode eleven of season one, The Magnificent Eight, and episode six of season two, Outlaw Country. So. I'm always a fan of recurring characters and going back to same timelines, so I'm I'm all for this. Yeah, and he is a an especially fun one, so I'm I'm glad they're bringing him back. Yeah, and it, it makes me think. I wonder if there is going to be a bit of a. This is just one example, but I wonder if it is a bit of a rotating roster to fill the open spots on Legends. Right. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.